1: Hey everyone, welcome back. This week we're going to discuss the release of the Joker. Birds are dying everywhere. It's, it's a real deal. And as a drunk bus driver roaming the countryside, be careful. It's time for another episode of Cover to Cover. <laughs> Crazy. I'm totally crazy. Wow, i totally so- Wow. That's your drunk bus driver, everyone. I don't know if you heard. You've probably seen it a couple days ago. This video hit uh, of, a, of a, I think it was in Seattle, Alex? Is Seattle? Um, let me Somewhere see. in Seattle, or somewhere up in the Pacific Northwest, I believe. Uh, that I thought is, it was Florida, but yeah, probably. Uh, oh, my- uh, maybe it was. Uh, that's the drunk bus driver, everybody. She was driving a busload of kids. Uh, you know, on the surface, sounds like a sad story, but nobody was hurt, uh, thank God. But this is, this is, uh, that's a but, bus driver. He does more. Could we play some more? Let's play a little more <laughs> of the drunk bus driver. Uh, this, is, this is her with some. I shadow went back. Do you know how hard
0: it is to do trigonometry without geometry? Whoa. Super duper hard. Yes. How you need to no? know? Oh, no. So she's
1: like running no, red no, 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 lights and stuff, no, driving.
0: No, no, no.
1: Oh my God. These are poor kids. All right. Well now those kids are traumatized for the rest of their lives because no. this woman had a few uh, you know, Jack and Cokes at the at, at 9 a.m. And apparently what I've what I've since learned from this is when the school like bus drivers, let's face it, um, at least from when I was growing up, uh, they were not the pillars of society, bus drivers. It was almost like uh, yeah, honestly there was I don't think there was any background check on the bus drivers that who, who drove me to school or drove me to like you know a uh, field trips or things like that. They were usually like the, the I don't know you, the, you
0: already knew they were yeah,
1: like it was they were never they were never the top of the line people. you were getting some pretty scary folks as a matter of fact, our bus driver for the most part, my elementary school bus driver was a toothless woman. I forget her name, very nice lady. but one I remember uh, vividly her telling us one time we were going to a uh, a field trip to a place called uh, Adventureland on Long Island. Uh it's still there as a matter of fact. And and Adventureland was like a it was like a janky amusement park that if you weren't going to like one of the six flags which were like further away in New Jersey, you would go to this place called Adventureland. After Sun Surf and Sand, Adventureland. That was the theme song you just play Ooh. on the radio. Anyway, uh and they had this and the bus driver turned around one time and she told us, um, that they have a ride. She's no teeth, no, like both her front teeth are gone. And she goes, they have a ride at this park that you guys are going to that goes trade up. Like, um, cause it was like a roller coaster, you know, that made that steep incline yeah. and then, and then made a dip. And she told us it went tweed up, uh, cause she didn't have the teeth to wrap the, her tongue around a straight, you know, ST. Mm. So, um, it went tweed up and I still remember, I was probably seven and I remember her telling us to ride when tweed up. So I would imagine if my busher was running red lights and drunkenly telling us about trigonometry, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. So these kids probably have a good story to tell till they're, you know, 105, um, well, these kids nowadays—they're probably
0: severely traumatized. Yeah. Well, I—the
1: one poor kid had to call nine one one, and he actually sat he's like a ten-year-old kid, and he's pretty composed on That's, his on his nine one one call. And I mean, he, it, it was sad because he sounded a little like my ten-year-old nephew. And you know, he knows what drunk is. Yeah. So, and he says it on the phone. Goes, she's drunk. She's Just running enamored. red lights. There's kids on the bus. You know, it's. But the weird thing I've, I my takeaway from it is, I guess the bus drivers don't have to report to anybody. First, like I feel like they just show up
0: to the yard, they just show up to the yard, get the bus,
1: and then drive off, Mm. which is strange to me because who knows what state they could be in. In this world we live in, where everyone's addicted to some shit, like, like it's the school district. How about a roll call, real exactly, quick? Exactly. <laughs> like, don't you deal know, with every like before they send the cashiers out of Target, they meet everybody and say, "You guys ready for the day?" Okay, all right. So we we're trying to make this much money. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's that hard to send a guy over there and go, "Okay, you're 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 fit to work today." On on your way to pick up children and drive them in a in a giant thing that they has, probably do. And she just looked normal. Like there, she's always like that. <laughs> no, not a bu- Yeah, exactly. All like, the bus drivers. Tell sometimes with people like honestly I said that I say that about some of these actresses or actors I see walking the red carpets of these these like they like Christy Brinkley I watched the the um dancing with the stars and she's on she's she's on she's not on Dance, dancing with the stars but she's on dancing with the stars because she got injured whether you choose to believe it or not and now her daughter is dancing for her but she's still there cheering her daughter on as if now her daughter's getting I don't know if you watch Nancy with the stars, but her daughter's getting fives, sixes, sevens. I mean, she's not a bad dancer, but she's certainly not great. Christy Brinkley is on the sideline with her arm in a cast, jumping up and down as if this girl had just won the Nobel Peace Prize. It's unbelievable. I'm like, even if you win the entire thing, I don't really know what the result of that would be for for this Brinkley daughter. For a daughter? Yeah. And she's, you know they keep saying she's a model. I'm like, well,. She's a good-looking girl, but is she a model? Because I I think think she's just modeled with her mother. Uh, She stood next to her mother and and certain mother-daughter shoots for, you know, whatever, Chico's or something. So I don't know if, if she's a model, but whatever. So my point about Chrissy Brinkley is she, to me, always sounds like she's on some sort of pills or something. She talks in that slow voice where... She's just being, she seems like she's being slowed down by some sort of chemical. And uh, I feel the same way about a lot of people I I see on red carpet and in life, like they're being slowed down by something. And so honestly, like you said, I don't know if I would have known that this yeah. bus driver was drunk because, you know, she pulled out trigonometry. That's not a word I pull out yeah. when I'm drunk. She probably limps in the yard anyway. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, probably she probably got a loose ace bandages on her elbow. You know, like we know this. Wo- everyone knows this woman. And because at one point she starts screaming about her husband and, and having a shitty t- marriage sucks. And, and I guess, you know, that's... The, the, that's life for every, everybody. Everybody's, you have, it? Yeah, oh, have oh, it? yeah. Hold on. Alex has that, that clip, so let's so hear it. So it's kind
0: of weird is that it was before the, uh, before she even picked up the kids. It's almost like she was looking for trouble because she's like, she acknowledges that she's talking to the camera in case something happens, yeah. but she's definitely crazy. Right. Yeah. And my husband is a son of a gun and there's
1: nobody on this bus. Yeah, he is the son of a gun with But now this is... She's talking into a camera that somebody should be able to watch, right? It's a security camera on the bus. It probably isn't a live feed, though. Yeah. Whatever happened?
0: and you're
1: watching... Anyway, her watching husband's this. a son of a gun, and I would yeah. imagine... She's a son of a gun. and I, I imagine I putting up with her has been easy, too, so... Yeah, so, so well, it's there you have it. Thing. That's, uh... And I don't know what school buses are like these days. It's been a while since I've been on a school bus. I don't know if they have safety precautions. They, they probably didn't, still don't even have seat. They didn't belts. used to. I mean, I remember when I used to. We used to get on the. There was zero safety. And on who's them. wearing
0: one? It's probably yeah. one lap belt for two kids. If it's there, no one's. But there it.
1: has to be some sort of safety precautions on a school bus in this day and age. I mean, it's ridiculous that they would send a kid. That, you know, you can't have peanuts on the bus, but yet you could get. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I'm almost like looking at it. I don't think. I know, yeah. I know. I, I still yeah. see
1: them. And I, I see when I, when I, uh, you know, I, I see kids pulling up at lights next to me, at, uh, you know, when I'm driving in here in L.A. And they look like they're standing up in the bus while it's in motion. Like nobody's, like as if that little white line at the end of the, the you know, right by the bus driver, that little white is going to yeah. stop the kids. That's the only safety precaution. <laughs> this white line here will keep these kids from flying through the windshield yeah. if I hit the brakes in my drunken stupor. Well, there you go. That's uh that's, that's drunk bus driver. I thought that was kind of fun. I know it's a, it's a, it's a tragic uh, story if, if anybody got hurt, but thankfully they didn't. And, uh, and I think she's, some people like to go out from their jobs in a blaze with of glory and maybe that's what she was doing. Yeah. She's just like, you know, I'm done with this gig. Fuck it. Here goes. And remember the guy years ago, he was a flight attendant on, I think it was JetBlue Airlines and he, and he just grabbed two Heinekins or whatever and. Opened the secu- the you know I think they the oh plane, after they landed the plane yeah. had landed and it was like t- it taxi down the road they hadn't let the people off yet uh-huh. and as soon as they the plane stopped he opened the security thing let the you know that doesn't that like
0: make the plane no longer like I, I feel, think so I feel like that I feel like that plane's out of commission yeah now, if right I he let right. he let
1: the shoot down and he slid down the chute to Anakin's his hand and said fuck it I'm done which this cost business. the airline an airplane yeah <laughs> I mean it was probably fun at the time and then he's got like a seventy five thousand dollar fine to pay and and whatever else but. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, you know, to, to go out with a bang. I didn't. I always, if if I'm ever, if I ever a leave a job or I'm fired, I try to go out calmly, you know, when I got fired from Sizzler. It was shocking, but I walked out calmly and said, thank you very much for your, for your time. I'll be on my way now. <laughs> Took my name tag off, placed it. You know, on the table. And my name tag said on it proudly, five years of service, <laughs> which was sad enough, right there. That I, the fact that I even had to take off a name tag that said five years of service when I was a 38, 30 year old man working at a sizzler. Not good. But I know. I've you are proud. Of I know. That? I talk about this many times, but you are proud of. That? You understand how traumatic it was for me. Uh, everybody, the Joker's coming out this Friday. I think Friday or Thursday night, whatever time you weirdos go to line up to see it. You probably some of you may be camping out already with white makeup on your faces. And you know, the, the, now the the talk all over the news is how you know they have to ramp up security at all the theaters that are going to be showing the Joker because I guess I don't know. I guess it's been shown now in some film festivals and there it, 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 it's a, it's a different, there's a violent streak in this joker. I, who knows? It's not a, it's not a comical joker. Like maybe like Jack Nicholson was, or as if you're, if you're as old as me you can remember as far back as Cesar Romero on the uh, Adam West, Burt Ward, uh, TV Batman, we had Cesar Romero was the uh, and to show you how lazy Cesar Romero was as a Joker, I guess Cesar Romero at one point had been a you know, a legitimate actor, done some good work over the years, and then he said, Fuck it, for a couple of bucks, I'll play the Joker on this you know, sh- campy. Is that the Batman. wham Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. That's the Adam West Burt Wood, wham, bam, yeah. all that. And uh, so Cesar Romero played the Joker now, Cesar Romero had a mustache for, in real life, he was a, you know, an attractive Latino actor with a mustache look like a, you know, old Latino guy, good looking guy. And he said, I'm not shaving my mustache to play the Joker, but they're like, we have to put white makeup on your face. Like, fuck it. Put it right over the mustache. So you watch this. Now here I am, a kid watching it. So you, he, he just has the white makeup right over his mustache. He didn't even bother to shave it. So, yeah, you'll see. I'm so, look it up. Now, now, when you look it up, some pictures you see that he has, he did several seasons. Some pictures have the mustache, some people, some pictures don't. So this River Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, goes on to lose. He loses, you know, whatever. You always hear about guys losing weight for roles. Like, now, I don't know. He lost, you know, whatever, 40 pounds. He looks skinny. So uh, he went through that. He lived through, lost 40 pounds. Cesar Romero's like, fuck it. I'm not He's even chipping like, I'm I'm my, my mustache. Fuck you. Let alone fucking go on a diet. Fuck all you people. Anyway. So that's the, the, the joker I remember. But this joker apparently is, uh, is Joaquin Phoenix, um, and he's and violent. And, it's, and, it's, and, and so we live in a world now. This is just the world we live in, everybody. So you just have to accept it. We live in a world now where there are people out there and we're catering to them. We're catering to these people. We're we're not catering to the to the to the normal folks who are going to get online and go to this movie and buy popcorn and watch it and walk out and go, yeah, it was a fine movie, and then forget all about it. They're going to go have a couple of drinks and drive the bus in the morning. That mo that's going to be most people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not. But there's two there's two or three people who who are now amping up. You know, they're loading their guns in the basement. They're putting on you know a red wig and they're going to go. And we and now the whole world has to stop and 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 we all have to go through a metal detector and we all have to fucking do what we have to do take take everything off to go see a the Joker movie. Todd Phillips, the director of the Joker movie, which is bad, like Todd Phillips directed The Hangover, great movie. He's directed, I think, old school. You know, he's done some duds, whatever. Everybody has, and and now Todd Phillips is 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 doing the Joker and. You know, I I don't know if I want to die in a Todd Phillips movie. Like, I, I love the joke. I don't even know if I like the joke. Like, do I like Batman movies that much that I... Like and now i read that they're also not going to show it they're not they said they're not going to show it in Aurora the theater that several people a lot like 18 people were shot a few years back during Batman Begins or whatever by a guy dressed like the Joker he came in to the movie theater and shot it was such it's so sad when this happens to these poor people because it's just like they're probably so excited that was one of
0: like the first like mass shoot like that like kicked it off Kind of.
1: no no there were quite a few it was it was like well I guess
0: that was back when
1: it was still it was the first that day I think <laughs> Four more after that yeah. that day. But uh were yeah, I probably who knows? Yeah. Probably. You know, I mean I just read today it was the two year anniversary of the Vegas one. Yeah. How quickly you forgot about like uh-huh. I remember when that happened, we we're like, well, Vegas will never be the same. You can't go to Vegas anymore. Like Vegas is over. Mm. I mean people were going to Vegas a week later. Yeah. Like that that was two years ago today. Anyway, so that's it. so they're not going to show it in Aurora, so which is probably a good idea. Like I'm surprised the theater's even still standing. Yeah. Like if there's 18 people die in the theater, you you kind of like you, you bulldoze the theater down and make it a park. Do you think they still use that room too, or do you think that's a storage? God, room I now? hope not. Yeah. I hope like they made it like something where they just who knows. I don't know. Anyway, it's fucked up. But then there are weirdos who like to, to go to that shit. There are guys who like to go to you know like to, doesn't don't people spend that? Aren't you able to like um you stay a night in the in the in the Charles Manson house isn't that like oh, a, on on like Airbnb weird. or something I'd, so I believe that yeah. yeah and i remember when people die in vegas people always ask for the room they died in mm-hmm. like i remember when uh, john entwistle from the um the who died in a hotel room in a hard rock. Everyone's like, oh, we want to stay we in, the, in to the, stay. the room where John Entwistle died. Don't like, clean up the stain. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I mean, I, as a guy who does stand-up comedy on the road, I'm sure I've stayed in many rooms where people have died. They're just not anybody famous. They're, no, uh, nobody of note.
0: When I worked, you know, like I worked on the strip for years, the lengths that they go through to hide deaths is pretty insane. Oh, yeah. yeah, But it happens in a lot of rooms. I mean, if you just think the odds of people doing crazy amounts of drugs in Vegas all weekend. Yeah. And they're sleeping
1: somewhere. It's... And Somewhere just dying, that, yeah. Wow, that's fuck. so anyway. Uh, go, go see Joker. I, you know, I don't know if if you guys are into that sort of thing, go see it. Uh, and and see Joaquin Phoenix will probably be nominated for an Oscar again. Somebody's going to be nominated for playing the part of the Joker. I think people, have, Heath Ledger, already won for playing the Joker, an Oscar. Mm-hmm. I think Jack Nicholson was nominated. Uh, Cesar Romero was, was snubbed, you fuckers, and uh and now you know they're saying Joaquin Phoenix might win again which i i thought we've had issues do we have issues with Joaquin Phoenix did he did he grope anybody along the way i thought he was a groper no was he not? anyway so that that go go see joker now this is going to be an interesting uh week for us here on the podcast because as you know if you've watched any uh news it's it's this whistle, whistleblower there's a whistleblower so that's all over at cnn and, and you know ukrainian whistleblower did trump do this did joe biden do that did joe biden's son you know get get looked over for for this or i so and now the whistleblower testify whistleblower won't testify donald trump says he's like i'm so fuck i just i now i'm a a bit of a political guy, I do enjoy it, but I, even I have to admit at this point it's becoming very tedious. I, I I hate to say this because I have friends who are very smart political people, and I read their stuff, and I'm like I, I I'm interested in what they have to say, and I and I enjoy. It. I I'm not that um, schooled in it, and I and I'm becoming less and less schooled in it because I'm just becoming tired of it, and it sounds terrible to say. But I think they're all fucking weirdos. I do. I'm sorry. Every I watch the Democratic Convention and I'm a Democrat. I think they're fucking a bunch of weirdos. I, of course I think Donald Trump's a fucking weirdo. So I hold on, we have breaking news. We have breaking news, everybody. Gigi Hadid. That's what I... this is what I'm more interested Gigi Hadid was at the uh she now you've had you've had Batman, you have the Joker, and you have uh Gigi Hadid, who is a new hero. Gigi Hadid, everybody. She's a new hero. She is our new Batman. She is. Gigi Hadid confronts a person who crashed the runway at a Chanel show in Paris Fashion Week. So, uh, Gigi Hadid was walking the runway. It was a Paris Fashion Week, okay? And uh, some Instagram per- person, let me see, the crasher, uh, W, oh, yeah, okay, the crasher was Maria Ben Benolil, Benolil, 28, best known as Maria Sninfler. A comedian, oh, Jesus Christ, oh jeez. a comedian with two hundred twenty-seven thousand YouTube subscribers. Oh. Whoa, la di da. So obviously, Maria Sinfitiel is a French comedian. Which, uh, come on, seriously. That's no such thing. I, I know. What, they, is that a mime? They always say that. They're like, but you should see, it's in my country, we have very funny comedian. I'm like, yeah, let's You're leave it. You're like, I it. watched
0: Comedians of the World on Netflix, yeah, and yeah. I fast-forwarded all your
1: shitty right. countries. Right, right. Y- yeah. It was guys, D'Elia and nobody. You guys just don't know how to do it. <laughs> so um, I'm sure Maria <laughs> Sinfrentriel is funny to you guys, but- uh, not to us, so don't stop trying to sell it to to America. But anyway, she apparently stormed the runway. She has two hundred twenty seven YouTube subscribers, one hundred ninety six thousand followers on Instagram. Uh, a one woman show now called Com- Comedy Des Shamb, uh, whatever you shits and You get it. You know, <laughs> anyway, and then Gigi Hadid, she was, she gets on the runway of this Chanel show. Gigi Hadid goes, "Hey, excuse me, stop. You're not. You won't go any further on this runway here today." And uh, got this uh, comedian off the off the runway. So thank you, Gigi Hadid. Now, I know I often talk about the Hadids. Gigi and her sister, uh, Teresa Hadid. Terry Hadid, I believe they call her. Is that her name? Teresa Hadid, the sister? I thought. Susan? I think it's Susan Hadid.
0: Oh, it's oh not. Wow.
1: Is it Becky Hadid?
0: I was thinking. I'm, I think I'm thinking of a pro wrestler.
1: Maybe <laughs> I, don't know, there? I don't know. I don't know. I'm making this up. That's oh, okay. not really her name. I'm I kidding. thought it
0: was a Bella. It, it is. Yeah, you're, okay. It is Bella.
1: Yeah. I was just trying to be fun because I knew it was a Bella. I knew it was. Some, it was, certainly wasn't Mary Hadid. That's what I, I am glad at. you knew because I was very uncertain. You were no. You got. You actually called it. Gigi <laughs> Hadid and Bella Hadid. I don't know. And I'm. Now I don't know what they look like. If you if you show me the Hadids, I wouldn't know the Hadids from the girl who just married Justin Bieber. Like it, that's not a Hadid bald. That's a Baldwin. That is Billy Baldwin, da- Stephen Baldwin's daughter, who who just the B- Bieber got married. They got married. The two of them got married. Nobody could stop it. Nobody in the family could say, ah, is this the best idea for two kids who seem a little off to get married?" Are you but sure, you they want to did. throw all that money away. They did. They got Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber. Uh, uh, got married. I think wait, they said they got married. Yeah,
0: online she's like I just looked it up. She is Haley Road Bieber. Oh, but she's been to, saying
1: that for quite some time. She's oh, been saying okay. she's been she's been calling herself Haley Bieber for quite some time. Now I'll say this: in the picture, I see a picture of them on a boat of some sort, and they look perfectly like a perfectly normal couple who's getting married. They look like an attractive couple who's about to get married. Uh, there's a lot going on at Paris Fashion Week, um, in, in, uh, in Paris. Uh, Kylie Jenner sparked a fashion freak out when she abruptly canceled her Paris Fashion Week appearance at the Balmain show to promote her multi-million dollar makeup deal with the, uh, hot brand. Uh, the Kylie Cosmetics mogul was signed to serve Balmain's artistic director. So... Does anyone know what Balmain jeans are? Do you know what Balmain jeans are? B A L M A N A I N Balmain jeans. I don't. They're like two thousand dollars jeans. Is that a brand? Like yeah, a designer? yeah, yeah. The black guy, like black dudes, wear them. Like uh, oh, okay. hip hip hop guys. They don't wear Levi's or uh, or in the case of what I'm wearing currently, I'm wearing um the one that's in the mall that people. Uh, American Eagle Outfitters Ooh. somewhere in America. Yeah, I'm the only, I'm the only f- man in a. You 50s. still call it American Eagle Outfitters? is that what it's called? That's yeah, what it says I on these know. jeans. What it, it says yeah. on the back of these <laughs> jeans. So uh, for, for all you out there in Balmain jeans, nobody gives uh, a fuck about I've you. I've seen these, yeah. Yeah, Balmain. They're they like have like the up texture yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. These are two grand a pop, pr- huh? Yeah, two grand a pop. That's, two, that's Balmain jean. So uh, Kylie Jenner was going to be the, n- the news spokesperson for, for Balmain makeup. And there's a horn going off on it. In, 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 in the, Pretty sure one of us in, is being the burglarized. Distance. Yeah, in the distance. As always, cars getting flipped over or some sort of shit going it's on. Fire here. in the
0: streets. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, no, Back to the Joker. That's what I want to talk about. Todd Phillips. Now, Todd Phillips went on to say he's going to be do, doing dramas now. This is his first foray into drama, this, this Joker movie. Now, because he said, like everybody says, he can no longer to be funny in 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 this in the social climate that we're living in. Now I just I think I've said it before on the podcast, but I enough enough there there's no social climate. There isn't. You could be funny if you want to be funny. It's if people are open to anything. Uh, now, what the, the problem here is is you're just gonna have to le- deal with the repercussions if you say something like the kid from *Saturday Night Live* said "chink," and th- so he got fired from *Saturday Night Live*. That, that, but that doesn't mean you ca- you could say people are gonna be offended. People were offended in the '50s. They've been offended in the '70s. They're offended now. Like, don't don't. There's there's no social climate. You could do whatever the fuck you want, and there'll be an audience for it to go see it. Nobody every in comedy clubs everything's fine. And it, t- just relax, everybody, with this fucking. And you know, another thing, I was, I, I was just in Springfield, Missouri, and thank you to all the cover-to-cover cover people I saw in Springfield. It was so great to hang out with you guys after the show. Thank you all for coming. The, finally, this thing is doing what I wanted to do. People are coming out to shows, they're having a good time. My live show is fucking great. Let me tell you that. I know you all fucking line up for everybody else besides me, but my fucking show, I put up with drunks and fucking people screaming shit out from pool hall. And I make it work all right. And that's fucking years of practice On the road doing this shit Night after night I'm good at it And I know people say Ah you're fucking bragging Yeah I'm bragging Because I'm not good at a lot of shit That's why I'm bragging (laughs) You know If you told me to go fight a fire right now I'd probably fucking spray the hose In the wrong direction Because that I'm not good at But this shit I've been doing a long time And I'm good at it and for all the fucking guys who opened for me, I had a great guy open for me this week, Tony. I love the guy. You know, but he's 24. now. Bill Burr's my greatest. Dave Chappelle's the greatest. Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle. I got, listen. When I was coming up, me and all the guys I came up with, and all the girls, Kelowna and all the fucking dudes you see, Bill Burr, one of them I came up with, like, we didn't put anyone on a fucking pedestal. You guys putting everybody on this that's the greatest comedy show I've ever seen. They're all fucking great. Is any is Nate Bergazzi any less funny than Bill Burr? You guys putting these people on this fucking pedestal is is making comedy worse. Like you're you're not gonna achieve that level, that Chappelle level or that Bill Burr level. So wh- why why Make them. Everyone's like, "Ah, oh, can you believe that uh, this icon, Dave Chappelle, just showed up at the comedy store?" Yeah, I could believe it because he's a comedian. That's where he goes to do comedy. And and <laughs> the other thing, the other reason I'm doing this is because there's really nothing to talk about this week, so I just say it. I'll just make it a little personal and talk about, you know. Uh, the state of comedy which I know I've done I know this bores everybody and I saw some girl on the Facebook page went. Chris Vangela talks about how and he knows comedy bores everybody yet all he does is talk about comedy I'm like oh cut it out Listen, I, fucking. If then turn it off. You don't like it. I don't care anymore. I try to get people to listen to this fucking podcast. I've had some come and listen. And I don't. If you don't like it, fucking turn it off. Go listen to you know, bitch Bible. That listen to that girl bitch about you know how her three thousand dollars shoes are uncomfortable. You wanted to, you want to hear her? I had to put band aids on my feet because my Chanel shoes are uncomfortable. And everyone cackles how funny it is. Like you out of your fucking mind. Really, seriously, this, this, <laughs> these two girls from Toast, Morning Toast. You people listen to that shit? What the fuck is wrong with you? I hope you get. I, I I'd rather you go to the see the joke. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable and then they, they bitched me you talked about comedy too much oh i'm sorry i'm sorry you didn't like that. i'm sorry everything in the world didn't fucking go exactly the way you wanted to go today I'm um, you know what uh, there's fucking four, 14 kids who got on a school bus with a drunk lady they're not bitching about this podcast they're lucky to be alive there's birds dying everywhere. Are you going to worry if I talk about comedy too much? We have lost... I'm not fucking around. They said 20 billion birds since 1970, <laughs> and nobody even noticed. And I've never seen a... De- like, I see dead birds, We but still have way too many. I feel like I should see more dead birds. <laughs> like, they say in Canada and America birds are dying at an alarming rate, and I don't really know why. They say birds are like, basically, literally canary in a coal mine is what, you know, they used to fly canaries in the coal mine to see if there was, you know, poisonous gases. If uh-huh. the canary died, they were, they wouldn't go in the coal mine. If the canary came out, they're like, oh, it's safe to go in the coal mine. But they say that's what birds really do. Birds are like a, you know, a, a barometer of, of shit that's going wrong in the world. And
0: they're just falling out <laughs> and
1: of the And they're falling sky. out of the sky. <laughs> Nobody's like, fuck it, who cares? Eh. She, Gigi Hadid had to stop a gal from fucking wearing the wrong dress on a Chanel show. Kylie Jenner didn't come to the Paris. Doesn't she cancel this Paris gig every year? I think she canceled it last year, too. This is the shit that's important. And anyway, this should, and maybe the reason why I love Bill Bart. and I love, but maybe the reason I don't find, I don't fucking, you know, put these people on such a pedestal and fawn over them is because, A, I do it every week, and I know the work that goes into it, and I know it's, we're all, it's all gonna be, this shit moves, you know, it next year it'll be somebody else, and that's the way it is. And also, I my brother is funnier than Dave Chappelle. Like I've grown up with funny people my whole life. My everybody, every electrician I worked with, every cop that, that I I know from Long Island, every guy who works in a deli in New York City is funnier than these people. So I, I you know, people are like, yeah, I guess it's funny, but fucking Jim who works on my car on, in Ronkonkoma is funnier than that, and I agree. Howard Stern is funnier than anybody on a Tuesday afternoon. So if you fuckers want to put somebody on a pedestal, do that shit. Put me on a pedestal. Watch me fucking squiggle out of a fucking drunk fest in Springfield, Missouri, next to a pool hall. I'll fucking do it. You got, oh, Bill Burr said the craziest thing. Yes, I know Bill Burr's a fucking pro. Stop already. Young comics, man, and this girl who fucking attacked my friend Heather McDonald, this fucking DJ from Atlanta. Listen, I, li, I'll just say a little bit about this. I know, what I know many of you people have no idea what I'm talking about. I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. My friend Heather McDonald was playing the, uh, uh, the city winery in Atlanta. And now... Here's the thing, when you're a headlining comedian, what you you just want the show to be good. And I know Heather really wants her shows to be good because she has a big following of people and 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 they're and and they come out to see her and they're very excited. And Heather wants the show to be a certain way, and it's her right to have it that way. It's not the right the, the club the city winery doesn't make the rules. The fucking who the, the the opening act does not make the rules. The headliner makes the rules. This is the way I want my show to be. I want a video before the show. I want to do an hour and a half of this type of material, and that's how this business works. But this girl, this local DJ in, in, in Atlanta, I don't even know her name, but she says I'm a comedian. Now, first of all, I looked her up. She's not really a comedian. She's, I don't know, 23 years old. She's probably done a couple of gigs, but she's now saying, I, I don't know what her happened between her and Heather at this club, but, you know, sometimes maybe Heather's not the best uh, person to deal with, like, when she's about to go on in front of 300 people, and she's got, you know, she's got a lot on, on her mind on a weekend of shows, and it's... And it's perfectly acceptable to to realize that. But one of her things should not have to be telling you get as the headliner you get to tell the opening act what they can and can't do. It's just the way it works because sometimes they'll touch upon a joke that you're about to do and it'll fuck up your joke. And honestly, maybe not in my case or maybe not in in the case of some of the guys on the road that I'm with, but in the case of Heather McDonald, they're there to see Heather. They're not there to see you as big and great as you want to think you are. They're just not there to see you. So... If you fuck up Heather's joke, then you fucked up the evening for everybody who came to the show. So when they say, hey, do a little less time, or don't do this type of material, that's perfectly acceptable for the headliners to do. You can't go on a radio show the next day and bitch for fucking a half hour saying it was the worst experience of your life because you don't do comedy. She said, this girl goes on to say, every comedian I talked to said, don't change your act as an opener. Fuck that. Who, what comedy? I know the Atlanta comedy scene. I do Atlanta all the fucking time. If there's no comic worth his salt, especially who doubt says you can't tell the opening act what to do. Yes, you you have to. That you have to make this show run. If you didn't, every feature act would go for fucking forty five minutes and talk about dick, 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 pussy, 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 come on her face and fuck her in the ass. Like that's the way it would be, and that you just can't have that in certain cases. I don't really have to deal with that because most of my features are fucking great people, and I'm, we're able to work it out. But they're actual comedians. This girl, I guess, is doing. She, you know, she has a DJ job, which is nothing wrong with that. On a on a on a radio show in Atlanta, it's fine. But don't go on there and say you're a comedian. Because this takes a long fucking time to do. You have to go through the ranks to get to the place to say you're a comedian. You can't just say after three performances, I'm a comedian and this is how I want the world to work. And Heather's been doing it for 25 fucking years. She gets to make the call the shots on this one. You don't. So that's it. I mean her name is Davi, Davi Crimmins. And I am not I'm not saying fucking attack Davi Crimmins. I'm sure, I'm sure she's probably she's a young kid who wants to start out in comedy. That's great. And and more power to her moving forth in comedy. But you can't go on a radio the Burt show in Atlanta which I'm sure now I I listen to her on the Burt show. I listened to, you know, her 20-minute rant about Heather being an awful person. And that whatever. I now I have you know, I I I'm of course biased in this because I work for Heather and I work with Heather and has been a friend of mine for a long time. So but I but now Burt or Or the guy, I'm not, you know, I know he's got to run a radio show and you want, you know, you want salacious stories like that that are fun and to talk about on on, when you got to do a radio show every morning. I get it. But she said the co host is a comedian and nobody's, no, none of these people are going, yeah, that's kind of the way comedy works. Like if the comedian, headliner wants you not to do certain material or do less of amount of time, then yeah, that's just the way it goes. You go, yeah, all right. I'm not at that level yet. You know, so I have to eat shit. You just, you have to eat shit in any gig, you know, coming up the ranks of working for UPS. You have to eat a little shit. And this, for this girl to go, uh, it was supposed to be a night where I was making fun of my family. And, and I know it's a big night for, for her. And once again, I'm not shitting on this girl, you know, but, I, but that's it's not. The show's not about you as a, as an opening act. It's just not. I, I if know you it's were, a,
0: if you were I, three years into being a plumber and there was the guy at the the desk over who'd been doing it for twenty, right. You would like in any job. This that's is any what I'm job. Trying to say any but,
1: job. Right. Right. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to harp on this too long because I know a lot of you guys maybe don't even know what Juicy Scoop is and don't even know who D- D- Dobby Crimmins or any anything like that. But just that's just. I want to say my piece on it because it's Heather and I have been talking about her for a couple of days. Da, 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 da. Okay. Anyway, on to other things. Um, what else can we talk about? Did
0: you hear about uh, Did you hear about the Korean golfer that got a banned from? from playing in the Korean League for 3 years cuz he flipped off uh, so this Korean golfer he's on hole 16 he's almost done uh-huh. and a, a cell phone camera goes off and he flips the dude off and they're filming him Right. and uh he's being fined and he's not allowed to play for uh, for that league for 3 years. A Korean? Yeah, a Korean golfer. Cuz he gave somebody the finger. Cuz he, he fingered someone. Yeah, cuz he, he Yeah, <laughs> well that would kind of well, probably get him
1: 3 more years. Yeah, he could give him Six 3 years, more years for that. If you, but you, yeah. Wow. Well, that's so. Yeah, see, I didn't even
0: know Koreans play golf, and here we are. Uh, we're, we got a me? bad boy didn't of golf. You know, Korean
1: played golf. I didn't. Go to the Griffith Park Golf Course right now here in Los Angeles. Do you play golf? And, yeah, well, I, I do. I don't play very well, but every Korean plays golf. I did not. Like, know. Every single, oh, they sell fucking yeah.
0: clubs next we're door in <laughs> Koreatown, surrounded <laughs> by golf, golf clubs
1: stores. <laughs> yeah, Alex doesn't open his eyes sometimes. Yeah. He's uh, he's the only comedian who doesn't really um, look around and see. We're, he said, "I don't do I, I didn't realize Koreans. Really? Koreans Um, we are literally, I'm not fucking around. If you look down the street, there (laughs) are, we're in Koreatown and there were 700 Korean golf club stores right next to our studio. And every one of them now is flipping, um, at the risk of getting (laughs) uh, fined or whatever, suspended, they're flipping off Alex for not knowing Koreans played golf. Well... I ruined it. Anyway, sorry, everybody about my little comedy rant there. I was just uh, a little hot about a few things. Thank you all for coming to Springfield, and please come to Chicago. I'll be in Chicago a lot. you know, I'll be in there at uh, zaney's for, uh, you know this week. this week, I'm there. When you're listening to this podcast, I'm in Chicago. I'm there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, downtown, and then I come to uh Rosemont on Saturday night and then I go to Muskegon, Michigan and this has become the I'm playing a place called the Back Alley Bowling uh Comedy Club. It's next it's in a bowling alley, Sherman Bowling or whatever. I don't know. They keep emailing me like you're not selling any tickets. I'm like I uh all right, I'm doing everything I can here to sell tickets in Muskegon. So I'm driving up to Muskegon, Michigan. If you guys happen to live anywhere near there, please come to the uh Muskegon Bowling Alley. Uh, let's, let's just straight up apologize. This is not our best episode. That's why I want to say it because I didn't have a fuck of a lot of time to prepare. I, uh, I, I landed from, um, from, from Springfield like yesterday. I had a fuck crazy day yesterday running around, had an audition, which is very rare for me. And, uh, I hate them so much. I hate, I hate, hate, hate it, hate it. And it was for a shameless on, on Showtime. Yeah. And I went in and it was supposed to be for like, I was supposed to play some Fox news anchor who's like a real, you know, kind of a douchebag, and a huge amount of dialogue. And I go in and everybody in the waiting room with me, of course, is, you know, real amped up to do this, to be, you know, on uh, get a part on shameless, like a small part. And they're very excited. They're all decked out in in like American flags and stuff to look like a, a crazy Fox news anchor. And, uh, you know, no, they're they're, they're excited because they probably never done anything before. And now I I always go into all these things because I'm like, oh fuck, I like I'd rather just go do Zanies in in Chicago. That's what I want to do. These are the I want to do this. I want to fuck around on this thing right here, this podcast, and I want to go and be able to do, do Muskegon clothes. Bowling Alley, and I want people to show up. I don't really need to do Shameless, so I go in there with a bad attitude to begin with, which is my fault. I blame myself. So I go in there, and I think I'm good. Now the guy, the poor casting director, who's had to sit through everybody who sucks, then he he gets to me, and uh, I come in, and I probably suck just like everyone else. You know, I'm reading off a a chart, off you know, a script, and uh, he's, (laughs) and at one point, he he, I guess I'm so bad, he just doesn't have any. He just he just wants to say something, and he just like leans over, takes a big sign, he goes. Shameless. He just says the title of the TV show that I'm auditioning for out of nowhere. But he, he just was grasping at something like he wanted to say, I feel sorry for you, I think, to me. But he just went and said the name of the show, Shameless. And I walked out, got in my car, and drove... You know, at five o'clock traffic on the four hundred five. It's always convenient too. That's a great Full thing. About, shame. That's a great thing about uh, about auditions. They're always convenient there. I live right next to eight studios uh, in my neighborhood, and I've never had one audition at one of the studios. I live a block from. They're always oh, it's down in Culver City at five p.m. Now, for those of you who don't live in Los Angeles, that you might as well... It's a fucking death. I'd rather be on the uh, bus with the drunk bus driver. I it, really would.
0: Every city in the country, just imagine driving toward the airport at five. That's what... Yeah. Exactly.
1: Anyway. So, like I said, it's not our best episode. I will get better next week. Uh, we've had... You know, it's been a crazy... Some crazy shit going on. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I get on a plane tomorrow morning to Chicago. So that's how it's going to be. And I don't want to talk about... I don't want to talk about whistleblowers and I don't want to talk about all that. So there goes that, you know, and uh, Stacey Dash got arrested. That was interesting. But she, you know, we all know Stacey Dash. She's a a bit of a crazy right winger herself. She was in Clueless. Now she just, you know, screams about, but she got arrested uh, for beating her her fourth husband. And they have like the, (laughs) yeah, which is. I mean, at a certain point, you just go no more, right? Yeah. No more. I have a friend. I have a friend, a young guy, my age, who's been married now three times, and uh, I, I, at, at, I like eventually you got to go. Uh, you know what? I just jerk off at this point. Yeah. Like I don't. Do I need an, another? Do I need to do this again? I mean, it's not for me. And what do you do at that point as far as like yeah, people? Inviting people. Do you still invite people to like a wedding at that when you when you go in even second would be embarrassing to me. It would be like, oh remember remember the one I did before? The one we this spent be, money on? This will be similar to that. Remember when you guys brought me gifts and stuff at that one? So a couple of years later, yeah. This will be kind of a similar type of deal. But like a few less people, hopefully. If you're if you're a decent person, you will have a few less people. Then third one, you'd be like, Oh man. Ba- my bad. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, and you just can't, right? It's got to be courthouse at that point. Yeah. You can't just keep bringing, making people come and sending you shit.
0: Yeah. Everyone, I think, has that like family member who's had like, you know, four or five weddings and. Takes it seriously. Do you do you have that family? No, room?
1: I don't actually. Matter of fact, I, we don't. Gotta, we don't even have any divorce in my family. I've
0: got like, like a distant aunt in the family who's like, man, she's been through them. And you're yeah. like, you're like this guy. Okay, cool. No one's like, and no one even RSVPs. No
1: one shows yeah. up. Well, you, yeah, well, you. I mean, you're pretty white trash, right? I mean, you, I am you would, super you, white. Yeah, trash. you would admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your mom uh, is a, seems like a nice lady. She's a listener of this podcast, or yeah, she. Yeah, she, ch- she, she listens for she time, listens to time. To Yeah, from time to time, she doesn't listen to what all a, of them. To what the first what else going. are you doing? This she is this is your one shot at fucking something here. She, Otherwise, you're you know you're you're going on last at the improv on a Tuesday night. I'm not even that lucky yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, this
0: is this is it for uh, you. No, she. Uh, my mom's a teacher. So there you go. Yeah, That's hard so. work. Yeah. Did but they, uh, but definitely yeah. Did
1: I take school buses to her school? Because now the reason I say this, I'm not being I'm not oh, joking. about yeah, yeah. back to the drunken school bus driver. I a lot of least schools where I here in Los Angeles. I know many of my friends. They're a little bit more well to do than most, but they don't. There's not even school buses at these schools anymore. They all pick them up by themselves. Like I see this the school by my house. There's like Range Rovers and Jaguars. They line up at three o'clock in the afternoon for fucking hours to wait in line and go pick because the kids can't leave. Once again, we uh, this goes back to me saying we cater to you know the shooter. Instead of the regular person, we all have to go to metal detectors mm-hmm. because there's, you know, the shooter's going to shoot up the Joker. We also cater to child molesters. Like, th- th- we now children can't leave the the schoolyard without first being with a parent or guard, you guard, know, or even a guardian has to sign in. I can't just release them to... I tried to pick up my nephew one time, and he goes to school in New York City, and my brother said, go pick him up. And... I was not on a list or anything. And my nephew goes, "That's my Forget uncle Chris." No, nope. sorry, we can't do it. You know, and, and like the girl, uh, not to be a dick here, but the woman knows who I am from TV. She's like, "Oh, I know Chris." Yeah, you, f- yeah, but. She's like, I can't, I can't. like, I know who you are. It doesn't make you, just because you aren't a Chelsea lady doesn't make you less of a child molester. I'm like, I'm not going to molest my own nephew. It's not even God. that cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, but it's, it, so for that reason, all these poor fucking people I see have to get, you guys probably know, you guys who listen to this podcast, you probably have to pick up your kids from school and wait in line for an hour, bo- both there and back. You know, uh-huh. like they dropped them off, and they, so Is the that kids, the kids can't school? run to the car. They can't because you could see. Your, oh, I see. There's my mom in the Range Rover. You know, four cars back, but you have to wait now another 20 minutes for you exactly right in front of them to get in the car.
0: And you know, all those parents are on their cell phones. Then
1: It's like a Starbucks drive. So through. the thing to them is, I guess there's some pervert across the street going, "God damn it, right. foiled again. It's like, foiled. I was hoping to get my hands on that one, but he got in his car mm. with his mom and took off. Just gonna have to go hang out at Chuck E. Cheese Son like, oh my. Bitch. Th- anyway, so, hey, did we, did we some, are we somehow making it through here? We're getting there. You know, I mean, this has been a tough week, tough week for stories, you know, nobody sucked Cardi B's feet. That's what we had last week. We pulled that one out of nowhere. Uh, Jenner, uh, Caitlin hasn't done a damn thing on Instagram in in a couple of weeks. She, uh, she, oh, you know what I want to talk about a little bit? Let's talk about Chelsea Handler's, uh, um, documentary that I just watched on Netflix about uh, white privilege. Now, I know Chelsea's, you know, as you know, a friend of mine and my boss for many years and. Uh, but she did a documentary on white privilege, which is fun. And I know, I I, I think I've mentioned this before. I, I, I understand white privilege. I get what it is. I get that I could walk into a gas station at 3 o'clock in the morning on my way to in the Midwest when I'm driving, you know, between gigs. And it's not a problem. Now, I understand, like, you know, a couple of my black comedian friends probably couldn't do the same thing. You know, they could walk into a gas station at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's just a little different. That... Is to me as simple as I can as I can explain white privilege because I know it's a very complex issue but that's the best I can do to explain it simply okay to, to the person who's gonna say blah, blah. Now, I watched Chelsea Handler's documentary now here's the problem with something like this this documentary I here's what's happening in the world and I'm not saying it's right or wrong but and here's why Donald Trump will probably win again in 2020 and and hate me or love me for saying that, I just believe that's the case. Because I don't think anybody wants to hear, and I know Chelsea can't control this because that's just the life she has. She lives in Bel Air, and she... But I don't think these people want to hear Hollywood telling them how to live their lives. And I think they they get very angry when this happens. And I understand it, because... When you say there's white privilege and there is white privilege if you just if your skin is white. That I get it. But a lot of these people, they don't they they don't see any fucking privilege, man. Give yourself support this season with a boost, whether you're looking for energy, better sleep to maintain stress, or something else to help you feel your healthiest, I highly, highly recommend careof.com. Uh, they mail me these vitamins and supplements and protein shakes, and it's unbelievable how much better I've been looking and feeling over the past couple of months since I've been getting them. I take their online quiz, which is fun. takes about five minutes, and when you take the quiz, you put in your health goals and your diet needs, and... It, it takes five minutes for them to come up with what exactly you need as far as vitamins and supplements, things like that. Then they mail them right to your door, and it makes it real easy. Uh, they have vegan options. Everything comes in you know, individual packets that are labeled properly. So, I mean, it really can't be much easier for you to look good and feel good at uh, TakeCareOf.com. And because you listen to Cover to Cover, you go to TakeCareOf.com and put in Cover to Cover, and they will give you 25% off your first purchase. And I get the... I'll admit. They gave me a bit of a deal on it, so I'm looking fantastic for, you know, uh, the right price. But you guys can also look fantastic for 25% off at takecareof.com. Put in uh, cover to cover, and they will give you 25% off. And then you'll look fantastic, too. And you could tell me all about it when you see me at the clubs or online or all that stuff. So takecareof.com, that's where you go for all your supplement and protein powder needs. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so let let me just kind of explain what What's happening here right now on the podcast? We kind of broke today up into two parts. Uh, we had a little problem with some scheduling stuff earlier on, so I came back to uh, do some stuff tonight. I'm I'm in the Korean closet for the first time ever at night, and uh, so so far so good. Smells a little of weed, and I this is shocking, but I'm out. I'm without Alex for the second portion of the podcast. I'm with Paul. Hey, what's up? Uh, thank you, Paul. Paul is uh, a comic himself, and Paul does this when Alex doesn't. Normally, you do for a bunch of other podcasts. You do this, right? Yeah, I'd say about eighty yeah. percent of the podcasts I do. Right. Okay. So I, I just for the luck of the draw got Alex. You know, when we first started this thing, and uh, and but Paul and I have worked together on some shows and stuff, so we know each other well. So Paul's going to kind of finish this up because we didn't really have an ending. We Alex and I were struggling to get through the podcast because, as I'll say throughout the podcast, we'll go back and edit. Some altogether but there was some you know we just just no stories to talk about I didn't have a hell of a lot of time to prepare I just got back from Springfield Missouri we're doing shows thank you for coming to those then I'm heading to Chicago tomorrow morning Zanies, where I'll be uh, all week so you guys please come to those you know where I'm going to be downtown Zanies on Wednesday Thursday and Friday then I go out to Rosemont on Saturday Then I go to, which has become the biggest pain in the ass in my comedy career so far, I decided, oh, well, let me tack on a Sunday while I'm in the Midwest. And I said, I'll go up to Muskegon, uh, Michigan to a a bowling alley. (laughs) I'm not kidding, Paul. To a bowling alley slash comedy club. It's called the Back Alley Bowling Alley. I mean, comedy club next to the, I don't know, some bowling. Anyway, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But anyway, I'm going to drive up there and rent a car. And then they keep, the people from the bowling alley keep emailing me like, not selling a lot of tickets. I'm like, yeah, I, well, I didn't think it was a Sunday night in a bowling alley. I, what are you expecting? But I'm doing my best. I'm promoting it on here. I'm promoting it on all my social medias. My, I have a very large social media following and a large following on this podcast. So you have to do something in Muskegon, Michigan as well, the bowling alley to promote. But I'll be there, regardless whether there's 12 people there or 12,000. I'm guessing more along the lines of 12. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who's the draw in Muskegon. Uh, well, I looked at the their their calendar of some other people they have coming, and you know, this this uh, Steve O's coming, and some people like that Steve Hofstetter's coming. Uh, it's just like a one nighter that they'll they'll grab some people who, sometimes if you're doing the Midwest, if you're doing Zanies in Chicago and stuff because it's a couple hours away, they'll try and grab you for a night. And they got me; they they hooked <laughs> me in. So you know, they give you a hotel and a couple of bucks, and, and you see you see where where it's gonna go. Do you watch any type of television, Paul? Do you watch... Now you watch the cool shows, right? Of course, you watch Breaking Bad and The Wire, and these are the shows you love. Yeah, I'm a big Mindhunter guy. Narcos. Mine, now, what is this Mindhunter second season? Decent? Is it worth it for me? Yes. Uh, the, on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix, the level okay. of serial killer went up. The level—it's Charles Manson now, Charles right? Charles Manson did. Uh, okay. Had an episode. Yeah. Okay. I watched the first season. It was—I just—I wasn't buying the lead guy. I know him from Broadway, mm. from his Broadway run. He does on Hamilton. I've seen him some other stuff, and I just didn't feel he was a strong enough actor to carry that part, you know, in a yeah. Michael Mann. Anyway, we're more about on this, sh- uh, we'll just, you know, k- put, k- keep Paul up to speed here. We're more about like Dancing with the Stars and uh, uh-huh. shit like that. The mass Singer. You ever watch any of these things? I watch American Idol. American Idol. Yeah. You Still, you still watch American Idol? Only because my friend finished second this season. This so. really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. And yeah. what does that do for you if you finish second? Absolutely nothing. No, yeah. second is where it's at apparently. Yeah, because some people, right? Like Kelly Clarkson. I, did she win or finish? Yeah. Uh, I think she won. Right. She has a morning talk show now, Paul. And if oh. you've seen it. some, a lot of times I'll go through the TV and I'm like, do we? Do we need, first of all, more afternoon like talk shows? There's a lot of afternoon, and now so Kelly Clarkson. Whether you like her or don't like her, I don't know if she's if, if I could watch her every single day. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'm not not that I'm going to watch the Kelly Clarkson show, but I think she comes out in the beginning and she does like a cover song, and she'll sing a song, and then she'll go into like she's from the South, and she'll tell you that every few minutes, <laughs> and uh, and she's got a you know a weight problem. And she's just not holding back on it anymore. She just comes right out and goes, I'm going to eat everything backstage, and that's the shtick. And then she interviews some people, and people are supposed to care, and I guess it takes an hour, and, and then you go home. And you, and you get, a, <laughs> get a lot of commercials about mesothelioma. That's afternoon television. I don't know if you watch afternoon television, Paul, but it's all about um, people who are either, you know, uh, have a lawsuit or the, uh, need a lawsuit. Like, has, have you been injured at work? Have you has, you you've been injured in an Uber? You've been injured. If you have any injury ever you've ever had, let us know, and we'll get some money for you. You won't have to sit in front of this TV anymore watching Kelly Clarkson talk about eating donuts. So I'm looking at the, uh, the reason I bring up television, Paul, is because uh, this fall season has just kind of begun from the networks, you know, not necessarily Netflix. They release stuff throughout the year. So, but the, um, some of the networks still, still abide by the fall schedule where they bring out their, their big new shows in the fall. And now these are the best, this is what they're saying is the best new shows of the fall. First one. Stumptown. Have you seen Stumptown? <laughs> no. Okay, this all. is on ABC. This is about a girl. She's uh, she's a, she's a uh, co- played by Kobe Smulders. Uh, for the New Girls fans. I guess she was on New Girl. I don't know anything about her. But she apparently is a, a de- private investigator or some sort of detective of some sort, and she's tough-talking. I think she comes from Stumptown, whatever that means. Maybe there's a town, Stumptown. Maybe it's Portland. It is Portland. I was right. Oh, I guess I'm there. It is Portland, Oregon is Stumptown. Um, so she's a tough-talking uh, gal from from uh, Stumptown, and she says things like, there's another man in the trunk as she walks off and lights a cigarette and So you can check that out if you're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, Nancy Drew is back. Bob Hart's... Oh, the worst. Here's the worst. This is what I was interested in. This is a show called Bob Hart's Abishola. Now, this is a comedian, so I don't like to shit on it too much, but... uh I guess it's a Chuck Lorre show and, you know, whatever you think about Chuck Lorre that's your visit. But it's Billy Gardell. We all know Billy. Billy Gardell's a stand-up. We used to have him on Chelsea Lately, a bunch. Great guy. He's He was on that show with uh, Melissa McCarthy before she got real big. Then she got real big and she had to leave. So, you know, out out went uh, out went this guy. But he's always working. And now he's in this show called Bob Hart's Abishola, which Abishola is a woman from Africa and she's like, lives in his building and I guess they have a... a you know, they get together and, and if you like that stuff, Oh, it says he farts his way through a heart attack. Oh boy. I've seen enough already. Okay. Second worst is Carol's second act. That's another woman who never stops working. Uh, that is Patricia Heaton. She was on, um, everybody loves Raymond and a million other things. And now she's got this Carol's second act where she's a gal, uh, tough talking, I think once again, and she's now decided to become a nurse late in life. And it's, that's hence her second act. Perfect harmony you familiar with this, this is that show with uh, Bradley Whitford, plays a, like a core, uh, leads a chorus in the South. And it's a bunch of jokes about like dumb people from the South and and they sing songs. Um, am I, am, are, you, are, you, are you, do you have any interest in it? <laughs> oh, they only, give, they only give me three bad shows? Well, they don't have like Dancing with the Stars in there, which I've been watching again for some uh, reason. I don't really know why. I review bad shows on, uh, on, on another podcast on Kate Casey's podcast so I review uh, Dancing with the Stars and I'm actually kind of enjoying it now I've gotten myself back into it so much so that I'm enjoying it Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we do on this podcast, Paul, just yeah. to kind of keep you up to speed. Then, you know, because, we, because the light, light world is shitty enough, you know, you, get, you might get shot in the Joker this weekend. I talked about that. They, they're having extra security in the Joker because people can't fucking, they can't watch a two-hour movie with the Joker in it without shooting somebody. They say, I got to, I, I, this is a violent movie, so therefore I have to shoot someone in the theater because it's a violent movie. Now, that's another world we live in, because when I was growing up, I, you know, there were violent movies, Death Race 2000, I saw as a kid, it was a very violent movie, I saw, I was like a kid, went to see it, and I, I don't remember it being, yeah, it was violent, but I don't, nobody shot any, but like, I I, I I just think it's social media, everybody's been turned into an absolute fucking weirdo, and they have voice now, and that's why you could tell me you suck, and all that other stuff, and blah, 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 okay, how am I doing on time? I have see now. I'm I'm talking really fast because uh, Paul was nice enough to give me a very small window into uh, in, to finish this podcast. So that's why I'm talking very fast about uh, the fall uh, TV lineup and things like that. Paul, what we like to do at the end of this podcast, is we like to do a couple songs. Oh, now we're gonna, okay. Now we're gonna do our songs. Okay, we'll, we'll wrap this up with our songs, and we'll, we'll try and somehow put this podcast together for you people, whether it's our best or not. I've just had so little time between gigs because I'm coming out to see you people live, and and ask anyone who saw me in Springfield and whatever, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great time, and then after the show I hang and I tell you inside fun stories about my life and stuff, and I'm not free of charge. I'm not charging you. And what the hell happened to my cameo, by the way? Fucking everybody begged me. To get on cameo I finally got on cameo I I made a lot of money up for like quickly got did a lot of them yeah, and then it just died. Like everybody's like, right, "We got the idea." Real, key. and I do good ones. I mean, I'm out there. Like, I I don't give you just I don't just read the, the script you people give. Like I see some of the other guys do. I do a whole. I give. I tr- tell you about my day. I show you around where I'm filming it at. I do a whole thing, so it's uh it's highly w- uh worth the twenty five dollars. Ask anyone who's gotten one. So I need to. I need a few more. Everybody, F- get my cameo. Come on, Christmas is coming. What what friend wouldn't love a cameo from me? All right, this is a song. It's, all right. Okay, can you hear it? Is, uh, it? is it playing right now? I think I think so. Yeah, here it is. Oh, it's a bit of a video too. Okay, this is a girl named. I just found this song today, and they said this This is the best song of 2019 so far. Her name is Princess Nokia, and the song is called "Shit." S H I T. Sugar, honey, iced tea. Shit, get it? Sugar, Sugar honey,
0: iced
1: tea. Yeah, you better believe Baby
0: it. Like me.
1: Fuck yeah. These bitches
0: will fight me.
1: These bitches. Oh. Me. What do you think of this? Song? I think it's Alex's new walk up song. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. Co-stars uh, a couple of other rappers, Malibu, Malibu Mitch ian is involved in this <laughs> and I uh, watch <laughs> Princess they're all vi good at
0: turning the sentence everybody
1: enjoy really just like do this to be famous I do this because I love it I shot nothing it's not terrible at all absolutely not actually I agree with this guy this is the best song I tell you bugging how you want what I have you ain't working yourself That toxic energy shit and really good for your health I think you need better go Oh my God, you see-, see now, this is what what they do now, Paul. I don't know if you know. Everybody talks kind of like you know Cardi B. So they kind of you kind of kind of real listen closely. Like, I don't need your shit because you gonna be like a mumble rap. They call it. Yeah, uh, Alex, yeah. Alex told me they call it mumble rap. So she goes, I don't need your shit. I'll go to my place. I don't need to, to you to come and get in my face. Uh I, I see. I could have just had a you know <laughs> sugar honey iced tea. These are things I like to do. What are things I like to eat? Sugar honey iced teas when I drink. What do I get in my iced tea? Sugar Honey, I just told you. What do I like with my iced tea? I like a turkey sandwich. What do I like on my turkey sandwich? Turkey, lettuce. <laughs> my TL. I'm trying to spell spell a word. Fuck. How about dick? Uh, I like d- dick. D I C K. Um, fuck. Uh, donuts, ice cream, candy, uh, Kool-Aid. <laughs> See, it's really easy. I could. uh Okay. Now, if you could that's so that's Princess Nokia everybody. Sugar Honey Iced Tea. Uh I think that song's pretty good. If get out there and 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 make that the song cuz what we were do a lot of we were doing a lot of summer songs, you know. Summer was more fun to like talk about this shit. Now it's now we're entering the winter. I'm I mean I'm I'm going to be in Chicago this weekend. I think it's gonna be like 50 degrees, so we're in it. You know? So let's uh let's wrap this up with with it was. We were going to do a song. As a matter of fact, fuck it. Let's just do it. I'll, I'll get it up now. And uh, and then we'll just wrap up. What might have been my worst <laughs> p- uh, podcast performance ever? You only recorded this in seven different sessions. I, I know. It took me seven sessions to do the shittiest podcast I've ever done. Uh, we. I just. I just didn't have a lot of time to prepare, and uh, and it just wasn't. We weren't firing on all cylinders today for whatever reason. And I and I apologize. I'm I'm sorry for it, um, but let's try and make it up to you with a little. We've played it many times on the podcast, and it, this is it, this ain't shit. This is not sugar, honey, iced tea, and because it's. Because it's October. October started today or yesterday, whatever. October's. And when October this is Barry Manilow's goes, "When October Goes" by Barry Manilow, and you know how much I love Barry Manilow, and I've told to you guys fly. my love for him. Now, this. See what Above now, Paul? If you're just driving around uh, Los Angeles, you go for more of like a shit song, like "Sugar Honey Ice Tea." By. Or you go for more of like a. Um, uh, uh, this song, I like. A, a I Barry think my Manilow. genre is, is trap classical music. I don't know what the fuck that is, man. Trap classical? I don't know. That sounds like some fucking crazy shit right there. <laughs> well, this is a this is a, a Barry Manilow song that I'm not that familiar with, but the um the uh, the video is just like a slideshow of kids, little children playing in leaves. <laughs> I don't think it's a real video. I think someone just put, like, their uh, their uh, slideshow falls leaves. This does fall sound village. like obituary music. Yeah. It is. It is. All Barry Manilow's obituary music, I guess it could be. Anyway, everybody, we did the best we could. I, I promised Paul I'd be done by 7.30, so I came down here at night. I'm getting on a plane in about an hour to go to Chicago, and I hope you people come to Zany's. I hope you get cameos from me, and... We will, we will, we will splice this podcast together somehow, and make something happen from it. As a matter of fact, Paul will probably do it because he's a genius, and uh, and I thank you for doing this, Paul. In the Absolutely. last minute, I really, I really appreciate it. Um, let's just give you guys a little more of one October. It's fall. Do you like fall, Paul? Yeah, I'm a yeah, fall guy. Who doesn't? I mean, it's, it feels real nice. Uh, anyway, everybody, thanks for listening to Cover to Cover. Tell all your friends. Maybe don't tell them about this episode. So you should listen to last week or next week because we'll get better. Um, and when I get back from Chicago, I'll talk all about that. Whether you people came or not, I'll shit on Chicago. But if you come, I'll, I'll rave about Chicago. If Muskegon doesn't show up, you got, you better believe Muskegon's going to get a fucking bad rap in my book. and I'll, And I'll talk about it on this podcast. So you, it's in your hands, Ms. Keegan. Do you want to continue to be Muskegon, Michigan? Or do you want to step up in the world and maybe become like a Miami? When I put you on the map, when I start talking about you you will be like, oh my God, this is what's happened with the tourism here in Muskegon. It's gone through the roof. Why? Because Chris Frangiola came and played a bowling alley, and then he raved about how he loved Muskegon, and people started to come. And now it's the new Miami. So that it's up to you. You guys can continue to be Muskegon, or it could be Miami. Your choice. Same for you, Chicago. I'll fucking close. I'll, I'll shut your city down. I know you guys are like second best city in the world right now, but not not if you don't show up to Zanies. I will fucking ruin you. Sure as I'm standing here. Thank you very For Barry Maddell, I was <hate to laughs> like, hey, I didn't want my song to be, you know, about that hate speech. But that's a very nice song, Barry Maddell. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Paul. Bye-bye, everyone.
0: I should be over it now, I
1: know. Seeking the truth never gets old.